everyone, it is episode 192 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff, and it is Truth in Advertising, all back together again. We started the year strong, we tapered off, last week was just a complete mess, it was just me because my schedule didn't work, Tom's schedules didn't work. I was in California. Andy was in, oh, Andy was in California, nobody was here, so it's just good to have everyone here. Where was Jeff? Um, I don't know where I was. I think you said I think, you. I think he was. He, he was available. Yeah, like <laughs> I think I was available. Oddly, yeah. he was the only one available for either of the <laughs> and days. Nobody here to turn the system on. And so. uh, yeah. you know, it was my it was my twentieth wedding anniversary. So good good excuse. Oh. There was a uh, Goblin Market. If anyone uh, have you ever been to the Goblin Market, Mount no, Dora that sounds good. Oh, I'll, I'll no. just. Uh, Google it and uh, take yourself there. You'll absolutely enjoy it. But anyway, last week we focused on our whole life metrics. That allows us to gauge our progress individually as a church community. It's important that we understand values and that we can monitor our progress as we invite others to join us in following Jesus. Andy reminded us in context that our efforts are about producing followers of Jesus who are lovers, worshipers, volunteers, and givers. And when this happens, we believe that God is pleased. That was pretty cool. If we just we're inviting other people along, we can gauge a little progress, and we believe God is pleased. Just four things. And was that eight things or four things? Which one is which one is the eight? That was the values. That was the values. Okay, all right. Well, last week again, we weren't all here, but I really wish we had been because there was a lot to unpack there. But. You can listen and go back and check it out. I did my best to cover everything and to cover what those (laughs) metrics were. So just in case you missed it. All right. This week it was our whole life vision, which let's just go over it because, right, in case anyone doesn't know. What is it, I wonder? What is, yeah, to be a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. And wherever we are for our whole life, no matter who we are with, they are our community and our whole lives are lived to serve. Oh, man. That's a tall order, Andy. <laughs> Isn't our whole don't, life? Don't ask much. No, we don't. Ask, yeah, we don't ask much. Well, you know, we wrapped up this series. This is it. We're right. we're, we're done, and we're so done. we're going to be. Trans- now you have to get the book. <laughs> There's a book. Maybe. Who, yeah, Jeff. Did you? I haven't start on seen this? it yet. No, yeah. I thought maybe you were writing it. And if you haven't seen it, then there's definitely yeah. not if you're writing it. As we're wrapping this up and we, you know, kind of prepare to become Whole Life Church, Annie finished up his message revisiting the earlier weeks of this series. We started this off in the new year. And I like the way he kind of just summed it all up. So we kind of have an idea as we move forward into our vision. He said, over the first five weeks of 2020, we revisited how we seek to be good stewards of God's grace to us. Good stewards of God's grace. It doesn't always seem to resonate right. so much with this, but you know, including God in our whole life. We have our whole life mission, loving people into a lifelong friendship with God. Our whole life strategies, connect with people, demonstrate compassion, meet their needs, win their confidence, and invite them to join us in following Jesus. Our whole life values, which depending on who you ask, it could be four, it could be eight. <laughs> it's the why behind all we do. Love, acceptance, forgiveness, grace is one or four. The Bible, worship, and participation are the other three. Our whole life metrics. What evidence will measure success? Engaged in mission, attending worship regularly, volunteer, and support financially. And then supported and framed by that mission, strategy, values, and metrics, we work together to see our vision become reality as we become a church without walls, fully engaged in serving the people of our community. This well, is you a, got the whole thing. Wow. This is, I mean, I don't know that I've ever heard someone or a church that I've been a part of. And when I've asked other people that don't go to church here, friends of ours, and like, you know, do you guys talk about your mission? Do you mm-hmm. talk about, well, it's on the bulletin. 
like the front, like, you know, whatever right. your, whatever your yeah. phrase is. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, do you do a sermon like every so often, <laughs> like you would do a sermon on giving? Like, or ad, 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 like ad nauseum here. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but as I sat and thought about this last night, as I was starting to think about what I wanted to talk about today, and I thought, you know, I don't know the people that I've asked since we started this series. There's a lot of people even here that, you know, may have not gone through, have been here that long, or mm-hmm. so I don't know that I've ever been in a series where we've broken down into intricate detail every different part. So is this just because we're launching into a new name and maybe no, want to set the groundwork? Or we, You know, that's a really good question. And part of me, you know, Andy and I were talking about this today, actually. We're, our personalities are not where we need direction. We don't sometimes we're more we don't, we don't, we like it we like a more intuitive life. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff and I Jeff and I like to I mean seriously, if we if we had the money and time and and we're we're, we're not strapped by other duties, a vacation that you plan intimately every detail of, yeah. as opposed to get in the car and just go and go, yeah. We would probably be the we would probably prefer to get in the car and just go. Yeah. And just, yeah. Okay. And intuitively discover what we discover. Well, and tell us you know, where do you like this trip to end up? Mm-hmm. We go, okay, but we'll have some kind of dir- some you know, freedom on the way. Yeah, freedom yeah. on the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But on the other side of that, there is a certain amount of freedom when you you know that there is a, a kind of a big arrow, so to speak. Hmm. And when people come into the church for the first time, one of the things that we talk about is we talk about what is it, what is the mission of the church? We talk about all these things, the vision, yeah. the values. But the big thing that you have to realize is that if you are going to be a church that is going to take just direction from the pastor and that's all, and you're going to let the the staff do all the work, then yes, you probably don't need to go over your mission statement very often. (laughs) (laughs) And and ours is all about us not doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But if you're going to be a church where everyone collaborates, everyone is a part of this mission, then I think it needs to be pretty well yeah. honed in on almost every at least once a year. And I th- I don't know about all the the four sides of the vision frame, but I'm really clear that that I think if we went and asked Ellie, your daughter who's 13 mm-hmm. here right now, if we went and asked her Ellie, hey, what's the mission of this church? She might not get it exactly word for word. It'd right. be really close. Yeah, and that's right. pretty amazing to me. Yeah. Um, we can thank. Uh, there's a book by Will Mancini called Church Unique that okay. really helped. I mean, I've done a lot of vision and mission work in the history in the back, but probably eight years ago, maybe ten years ago, I came across this book, and one of the things he builds a strong case for is clarity. Yeah. The greater your clarity, the better it will be the better, your outcome. Yeah, yeah. And so getting clarity on all these four sides of the vision frame and the vision itself and then working to make those look out versus inward yeah. is a real ch- – always a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. When we were sitting working on our vision statement, the current rendition thereof, there was a lot of pressure among the, the people in the group to – really talking about us. Our vision is that we'll be a this or we'll be a that, you know, yeah. f- sort of inward focus versus, versus being a church without walls, yeah. fully engaged in serving the people of our community. That's it's, it's harder to measure. Um, sure. But at the same time, it's a healthier focus. Yeah. When we came here, that was one thing that every week sitting there listening to the message and it's like, oh, this is tied back to this is tied back to it's not always overt and just saying like this is what we do. And often but often it yeah. is. It is. But I think when you do that, you immediately, subconsciously, you feel like you're a part of what's happening mm-hmm. because if you're aligning with the mission – and I'll never forget. We sat down a new employee 
new employee. <laughs> okay, for a, a long em- for a long time, I used to go to a new employee orientation every week, and that stuck in my brain. But new member orientation right. is better. Yeah. And Jeff said something. I, I won't quote it because it's been a couple of years. But he basically, the gist of it was. This is who we are. Yeah. We fully believe in what we're doing and you know, maybe it's still – you know, it could morph over time. But the basics, this is pretty solid. Like we're not going to be changing who we are as far as like we want to love more. We want to care more. We want to you know, be involved more and we expect you to be involved. And if that's really not like who you are, then maybe this isn't the place for you. And Heather and I looked at each other and we smiled because <laughs> we had been at different churches throughout – our time here and and other places. And it was always like, why don't we talk about what we're doing? Mm. I mean, there's, it's nice to have a a tagline, a catchphrase or your mission statement that's short, sweet and gets it all put together. But unless you're actually inviting people regularly to join you in this, it's just that, isn't it? But I think it's important to, I'm glad Jeff does that in the new member orientation because it's not anything against anyone who sees it differently or wants to have a different It was a subtle hint for Andy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't take it, obviously. Here we are. If a person has a different vision of what they want church to be and how they want to be engaged or don't want to be engaged but still want to be church, we we wish them well, but oh, but, but but they're not going to be as comfortable here if they're in some kind of dissonance with our our vision frame and and our vision and our mission and who we are. Yeah. And so it's really important to understand we love everybody. Sure. We love everybody. Other churches, we think everybody's wonderful. Everybody's wanting to do a good job. And some churches may fit a person better and fit them less. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know. Anyway, I think so, it's important. But what do we do then? Because that was my next thing is, you know, cause I think that everything I've heard from people like, man, I'm kind of excited about, you know, we've got a new, <laughs> you know, even just a new logo is kind of fun, right? Oh, yeah, it's something, right. It's something right. different and yeah. the new name and, and like, this is good. I think this is kind of like, even if it wasn't intended that way, it's almost like, hey, we get to start fresh a little bit mm-hmm. and we can really hit the ground running with, especially with this series involved. And I'm guessing that most people seem to be pretty on board with it. But I'm also guessing there's probably a few who are like, you know, maybe this really isn't my thing. Sure. I mean, I'm just thinking as a member, if someone is going, you know, I'm not really sure about this. What do we say to them or what do we what do we what do we hope or how do we steer them someplace where maybe they're going to be more comfortable so that it's not awkward? Because I think the other part is when you don't feel like you fit in, it's a there's a natural reaction to like. They don't like me mm-hmm. or I don't belong there or, you know, you could feel like I'm an outcast because I didn't I didn't well, fit in somehow. Yeah, well, nobody wants wants to get set up for something yeah, that, no. that they didn't intend to be in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when you think about relationships, any relationship, you're actually doing everybody a favor. You know, you're doing yeah. both sides a favor sure. when you get a chance to share the expectations you know, this is what what we are. Uh, I think the biggest thing Andy was mentioning this too. The biggest thing that a lot of times when people come into a relationship is uh, when they see this vision. The part with all the walls kind of sounds good to them because it sounds well good. They're not putting up any walls for me. But then it says fully <laughs> yeah. engaged, which is a very difficult thing for some people because now yeah. we're asking something that's got action to it. And um, and I think that's the part that a lot of people move away from. They go, oh, they're going to ask. I don't mind being fully engaged in being served. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Let's do this. <laughs> Man, who exactly. can't believe somebody had come up with this before yeah, that? Yeah. But it's, I, I think it is really important. If you think, if you, I remember, never forget, we were going on a cruise to the Bahamas. We used to take about fifteen kids on a bare boat charter to the Bahamas in the mm. summertime. Is a mission kind of, I mean, a, a vacation thing, and there'll be a 
couple of adults, a captain, and these 15 kids. Well, this lady in Orlando sponsored these three girls to go. And that was back during the days of the love boat. And they thought they were going on a cruise. (laughs) And and they got there and realized they were going on a camping trip on a boat. (laughs) Expectations. Yeah, expectations. And so I think people's expectations about church can vary. And uh, I'm not going to be judgmental about that with others. But it's really clear if you can know what your expectation, if we know what the church's expectations are and what we expect members to be engaged and how we expect that to happen, then you're not getting a, you're not getting a bait and switch. You're not getting surprised. You're like, yeah, that sounds pretty good. I'm all in. It may take me a while to, to, you know, adapt to each each aspect of it, but there's always room for growth in every area. That's one of the reasons we state them almost as minimums. Right, um, yeah. Because it's, it gives you a chance to take it wherever you want to. Take, I mean, yeah. it's, that's great. We are, you know, we're part of a medical uh, community. community around mm-hmm. here. It's sure. the Advent Health community. And one of the things that came about when you think about no walls is I was trying to explain that to this group of people. And the very next day, literally the next day, I was, I think, in Target <laughs> and uh, a lady that was there at the orientation came up to me and she said, uh, Hey pastor, um, I've noticed something when I left the church that disturbed me greatly. And I said, well, what's that? And she said, well, I noticed that there are ashtrays out in our entryway of our church. (laughs) And I go, Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she goes, do you need help getting those out of there? No, <laughs> like, <laughs> we hadn't noticed they were yeah, there. Yeah, like yeah. surprise. Yeah, surprise. <laughs> and uh, and so I, I said, no, actually, we put them there. And she goes, you know, you could just her mouth just <laughs> dropped open, and her eyes got big. And she goes, why? And yeah. you know, and I said, well, we want lots of people to come here. I smoke. said, yeah. I said if. <laughs> If somebody is smoking, we don't want them smoking inside the building, but they need to have a place to put it. She goes, we don't want them smoking at all. And, uh, and I yeah, said, but well, they might still smoke. Yeah. And I said, well, I said, imagine if you were to bring your neighbor and your neighbor was a smoker. Was a smoker. Yeah. And then the we- you could see the wheels starting to turn. And start people start to realize what walls we're talking about. Sure. And there's but, all kinds. There's yeah. all kinds of walls. But I think what you're talking about is – going to help that transition where hopefully we don't really have to explain mm-hmm. it because yeah. if you come on a regular basis and you start hearing this over and over, it's almost like, wow, this really wasn't the place I thought it was or, <laughs> yeah. wow, this is the place I feel I, I at home before. and yeah. they keep talking about it and, man, it keeps me engaged. It keeps me on fire to do this. So hopefully people can just mingle through and say, yeah, maybe this wasn't what I was thinking or yes, it is. Yeah. And then it's not such an abrupt like like you said, like the bait and switch where it's like, whoa, right. it's not natural for me to talk about the same thing over and over and over again. <laughs> True. That, that, that's just not who I am. Um, but I realized that the problem is, is that vision is a terribly important thing yeah. for a church to have. Indeed. And vision leaks. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if, if I state the vision this week and everybody goes, yeah, we're on board, by next week, a large percentage of those people – the concept of the vision, the commitment to the vision, any idea about the vision yeah. has leaked right out of their body. Through, yeah. through just well, with living. every new member. Yeah, and every yeah. new member. Has, and then it's yeah. And so yeah. I know sometimes it does sound redundant, uh, but I think it just has to be done in a way that keeps it before us and we keep renewing it and we keep saying, yeah, I'm, I'm all in on that. I enjoy it. Personally, that's been one thing that we consistently say that we makes us feel like home here okay. because it's like – 
yeah, that hasn't changed. We're still on board with what's going on and it isn't all of a sudden – because otherwise if you're not talking about it and right. in the background something's happening, it's like, hey, guess what, guys? We are doing a complete this yeah. way and you're like, whoa, where did that come from? But if it's always out front, it seems right. to make it easier. Well, I'm glad you said that because there was just a couple of quotes that I, if you missed the message, I wanted to get in from Andy that – just so we're clear what we're talking about with this vision <laughs> as the last part is a complete wrap-up. He said, the first part of our vision is simply saying that we don't wish to exclude, keep out any who are seeking God, and that we are not just the church when we assemble within these walls, but that each of us is an ambassador for the body of Christ 24-7. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty easy to go for because I'm like, all this stuff can get a little bit crazy. <laughs> but if you remember what the vision is, it'll help keep the rest together. Another one, he said, I don't know what spiritual, psychological, mental, theological, attitudinal walls you and I have built, but I say to you, Miss, Mrs., Mr. Church, <laughs> tear down those walls. <laughs> That's one of my favorite that quotes. That was good. <laughs> that was so good and something that just keeps re- – something yeah. you can go back to and remember. And then this isn't just for a handful of leaders or teachers or staff or pastors. No one is left out fully, completely, wholly, in totality. Our vision is all of us. Fully engaged in serving the people of our community. It's not just a select few. We're all, all right. on board with this. Then finally, I didn't know where you came up with this, but this was probably my favorite of all of them. Don't over-spiritualize this whole <laughs> serving part. If I'm broken down by the road or out of gas, I'm not looking for some spiritually deep, meaningful engagement. I just want gas from my car and for it to work again. When someone helps me with my groceries, I don't need a sermonette to go with the service if you're helping me. Selfless service is so incredible and amazing in our current culture you can just let it stand on its own. And I'm like, that's kind of how this whole series of what we're talking yeah. about is just make this a part of who you are. And we don't have to do any preaching about it individually. We just have to live our lives. And if we did all of those yeah. things, how good would that be? Yeah, I think it was Spurgeon, I believe, that said we should always be preaching the word and sometimes we should use, use words. words. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that. I mean, not that we shouldn't be spiritual or not share things but when it's I, appropriate, I, I, but I grew up, you know, when you went to help someone, you're supposed to use this opportunity <laughs> to witness. And it's like just the service was a witness. You don't have to say anything else. You know, I have my form here. Could you please we'll sign, sign it? it. <laughs> I did this. I did this. I got, got a report. I've got hours coming here, people. <laughs> so what's the one thing, if we could just wrap this up in uh, this series, what's the one thing that you want to leave everyone with? Because now we're going to be on to the next series and then we're all going to gather for church retreat in about a month. And then we're going to launch this whole crazy thing, and it's all from there on out. It's all full speed ahead. What's the one thing we leave everybody with as we wrap this up? Hmm. First of all, I want to underscore that anyone who is seeking God, they are welcome. That, Absolutely, that's a big, 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 big group. Yeah, uh, I think because we seek God in so many different ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we can exclude whoever we want to as long as it's, Jesus would have excluded. Them. Yes, as long yeah. as Jesus yeah. would have. I like that list. It's so easy yeah. to remember it's, too. It's great. Who did I forget? Oh, I, Yeah, I think that, boy, it's um, it's in my head so much that I would hope that people would recognize that being the church in all these aspects, with the, all these metrics and vision and values and strategies and the vision itself is really we, – we do that – because God first loved us, Mm -hmm. that he is our savior. He had a sin problem. He solved it. We get the benefits of his solution. We make so much of it about us. You know, he he came if he just would have died just for one. I mean, and and, and not not discounting that. No, absolutely. But at the same time to say, look, he had this giant problem called sin. 
he had this giant solution called Jesus. He's done that. And now we reap all these residual benefits from it. And to recognize that it's a completed work in Christ and we just get to enjoy it. Live like you yeah. understand that that's mm-hmm. all done and it's taken care of. Yeah, and that, that, that frees you to right. engage yeah. with people and serve them and do whatever's necessary and give and be supportive and volunteer and, you know, all that stuff happens. But not because I'm gritting my teeth to gain brownie points with God, right. but yeah. I'm resting in my salvation and now wanting other people to become aware of what God has done for them. Yeah. Well, in the Church Without Walls, the part I like about that, I know we say that a lot and you, you hear it a <laughs> lot, but it should free you up to just realize – as a reminder, it's 24-7, 365. The church doesn't happen here. This is just a place we gather because we enjoy doing it. It's biblical. We want to do it. It's a blessing. And, and we, we need it. And Right. We it, need it. It, it refreshes us, us mm-hmm. and builds us up. But just that to – because it's such a paradigm shift when you start thinking about church as a location and a time and a date versus church as a group life. of people in life. Right. Just doing it together. So – That's the part I took away from this. The Church Without Walls is the – it's what triggers the most (laughs) questions when you tell someone that. And so that's how I've kind of started to explain it for me, what it means to me. So, All right. This week, one of our FHE takeaways asked – and by the way, they were all really, really (laughs) thought-provoking this week. So if you go into the FHC mobile app, soon-to-be Whole Life Church app, you will find all of them there under the 1-1 or 2-1 message. Sorry. It asked, what will it take for you to be all in on our church's mission, strategy, values, metrics, and vision? And of course, this is assuming that you haven't already decided to be all in. I mean, I think the three of us sitting in this room are. (laughs) But I also want to include anyone that may be, have been, will always be all in and ask you to share why or what was it that made you decide that this was what you wanted and what God wanted for you. Mm. Because if there's something standing your way, if this you're not all in, well, what was that? Or what is that currently? If you hadn't gone all in yet, let us know what's holding you back. There's a discussion I think we should have amongst ourselves all the time about mm-hmm. these things. But it would be really cool, and I know we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, but you know, as we start this whole new journey coming up at church retreat, you're never going to have a better time to talk to more people for longer without interruption than you can possibly <laughs> do at church retreat. So this could be a discussion we could have up to and leading into and through that whole weekend. Our final thoughts this week are from a prayer that closed out Andy's message. It was extremely impactful. I've read it so many times I feel like I could almost recite it. And I'm sure it was done with intentionality to wrap this all up. But it said, take our hearts, O Lord, for we cannot give them. Keep them pure, for we cannot keep them for you. Thank you for saving us in spite of our weak, unchrist-like selves. Ouch, that one hurts a little bit. (laughs) Now please raise us into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of your love can flow through us and make us amazing stewards of your amazing grace. And that is a nice way, I thought, to like when the way you wrapped that all up, that felt really good as a way to take all of these things we're striving for and give them back to God and say, if you don't take away the heart, if you don't take the heart, then we're in big trouble. None of this is going to happen. It is so nice. You really do listen well. It is amazing. I try. I try. You know, uh, it's usually at night, but I'm sitting there and all of a sudden you're, you're bouncing off. You come back. Oh, yeah, yeah. What was I thinking? Oh, I should have typed that. I should have written that down. Or I'll get up early. I'll fall asleep on the on the love seat where I usually work. But, yeah, some of these come into those times. But, all right, so this was the final installment. If you missed any of those, please go hospitalchurch.org and go to the Sermon Archive or in the FHC app and check on the Media Archive because you don't really want to miss any of these because this is who we are. This mm-hmm. is what we're going to be moving forward. You don't want to miss this. And if you would like the little card we handed out at the end – 
Oh, uh, yeah. oh I wasn't let, here. Let us know. Let us we know. have a, a square card that has our new logo in the back and oh. has all, the whole vision frame and the vision inside the frame. Um, Will those be, gla- be at the Welcome be, Center this we'll be, week? Yep, and we'll be glad to send you one if you're just a listener and don't come here regularly. Absolutely. So, Podcast at hospitalchurch.org. Send me your information and I'll make sure you get one. All right, so what are we doing the next couple of weeks until we go to church retreat? I forget. Oh, my lands. It's called Great Questions, I think. Oh, no. And, and yes, so yes. Dump the pastor. We, we actually just spring it on him the moment he walks up on the platform. So, so I, I, I didn't even remember what the series about. And so at first service, I, they forgot to do it. But at second service, I'm like, so next week we start a new series, and we're going to talk about it, and it'll be on the screen right here. Yeah. Yeah, is, is, the Bi- is the Bible relevant to our culture? To our culture today. Of it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So... I said yes. Yeah, so you can skip church now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that is. Yeah, gonna... I was kind of a closed question. There, <laughs> well, that's going to do it for this week. And I'm going to remind you again until it happens. We've been talking a little bit about it today. If you haven't registered for Church Retreat 2020, it's not too late, but you don't want to wait too long. And even if you come on Sabbath only for the day and you think you're going to eat at the cafeteria, if you don't have tickets, that's not going to happen unless you beg, borrow and plead from somebody else or just, you know, bust up a party somewhere in someone's <laughs> cabin and they have some food or you're going to have to go to town and get food if you're otherwise you're going to go hungry. So you got to have that done. And if you get have, registered, swipe up in today's show notes. The link is there and also an email to Tammy Sinkamani, who is everything church retreat. If you're in trouble, she will help you. I promise. Tammy at hospitalchurch.org. T-A-M-I. That's it. We'll see you all again next Wednesday. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week.